welcome back to Write Dammit with me, Zoe Richards, your host. This is the podcast for writers of all kinds who maybe get stuck with your writing. This podcast will help you get unstuck and help re-motivate you so that you get the writing done. Episode 28 and I want to get a little philosophical on you today. You wouldn't believe how many times I had to record that one opening section. My brain and my mouth were not working together on those words today. Anyway, so the philosophical question is, who am I? Now, this is a question I was asked recently by a creative nonfiction writer. But, you know, I think this is something that you can also do with characters if you're writing a novel. But it can also be something quite useful in terms of other forms of nonfiction when you're thinking about who is the reader who's going to want to read this particular piece of nonfiction. So, who am I? What does that actually mean? Why is that important to us? Well, We are who we are today because of everything that's happened to us previously. So there'll be much that will influence us in terms of who we are today based on that influential period naught to five. So from birth until we're five years old. But also I think that there is something about the formative years of five to ten as well. So that birth through to age of ten is probably what's defining who we are today. Now, if we think about that, things have happened to us through that time and perhaps a bit later that have then made us into the person we are today, who reacts the way we do, who responds the way we do, who uses certain words, who has a particular accent. That question, who am I, is so much more than that as well. So I want to give you some things to think about and a couple of exercises for you to play around with so that you can get to grips a bit more with that question, who am I? And remember, you can turn this into being about a character. So I do this all the time with my characters, play around with things from their backstory, which may never appear in what I'm writing, but it helps me to understand who am I as that character. What made you into the person you are today? What made your character into the person they are today? So when I think about who am I and what made me into the person I am today, I start with the question around what are my values? What is important to me? What is it in that context of values that fires me up and either gets me angry or makes me want to protest something? So for my whole career... I have hated injustice. That's not just injustice on me. I've hated witnessing injustice on other people. So one of my values is all about socialism and it's about making sure that people are treated fairly and appropriately with parity. I'm not interested in equality. Equality means that we all get treated exactly the same. And you may have seen that picture of the people wanting to watch a football match. They're all treated with equality. The person who is six foot tall is given a box to stand on and they can see over the wall. The person who's five foot six gets to stand on a box as well, the same height as the person who's six foot tall. They have to stand on their tiptoes to be able to see over the top. The person who is four foot five is also given the same size box, but they can't get anywhere close to seeing over the wall. And the person in a wheelchair 
is also given the box for their wheelchair to go on, but they can't actually get their wheelchair onto the box. That's equality. So one of my values is about parity, not about equality, so that we're all treated appropriately to our needs. So values, that's really critical to understand so that you can get to grips with who you are. It then helps to think about what triggers you. Now, all of us have triggers that are both positive and negative. And a trigger comes after a cue. So this is one of the things that I've got a little exercise for you to do. Jot down when you notice yourself triggered by something. So let's say, for example, something comes on the news and you find yourself just switching off completely. You're not the slightest bit interested. So the cue comes up, your response, your trigger to that is to switch off. Maybe you pick your phone up and you start scrolling. Maybe you walk out the room, go and make a cup of tea. You have had a cue that's resulted in a trigger of boredom or not interested. And the response is to go and put the kettle on or pick your phone up and start scrolling. We can also have ones where it perhaps triggers something quite negative. When my mum's stressed, so at the moment I'm moving into her home, she is very stressed because obviously, as most elderly people would say as well, she doesn't want to move into a home. She's got no choice. Her stress levels are really high. She's triggering me a lot because of things that she's saying. So she'll say to me, oh, so... And when she says that in that kind of tone, it triggers me back to when I was 15 years old getting told off for something. And I want to snap back. I want to respond like that truculent teenager inside of me. So there's a trigger for me. The cue is my mother's stress, what she says to me. That triggers me wanting to roll my eyes and respond. But actually what I'm having to do because of the scenario is bite that down. So then I get home to my husband, poor man. He then gets me going na 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 and moaning to him about that situation because I'm triggered by something. So what helps here, because you won't know all your triggers off the top of your head, is to notice when you're triggered, both positively and negatively, with an extreme emotion and a lack of any real emotion at all and start to notice those triggers. Now, the next question is to ask yourself, why? Why is that triggering me? Why is that making me respond like this? I find a useful question in this kind of scenario is to ask myself, what is a memory of another time when I responded like this? So what is a memory of a time? And then you can finish the sentence in whatever way you want. So that helps you to start identifying your triggers and to start digging into what perhaps caused those triggers. Now, if you're not writing creative nonfiction, you may still find this kind of work is incredibly powerful to understand that question that is asked if you're querying your novel, so you're sending it out to agents, which is asking the question of, why are you telling this story? So I'm a suicide survivor. In the novel that I've got out on submission, I'm covering mental health within some of the context of the story. It's not a, a major theme of the story, but it's a context within the story. And so what I want to do is make sure that when I answer that question, why me telling this story, that I illustrate that I'm a suicide survivor. I've been at rock bottom. I know what it's like to hide the mental health issues. And that's what this character has been doing. Therefore, why me telling this story is because I've had that experience. I've got lived experience from that. And therefore, I know what it's like to be in my character's position. 
So that helps us as well if we're not writing creative nonfiction or if we don't feel that need to understand ourselves so much that it helps us to understand ourselves in the context of what we've written. Another useful one to think about when you're asking what made me into the person I am today. Where are your lines in the sand? Where's your boundaries? Every one of us has boundaries. Those are boundaries that we put in place in terms of that's a step too far. I won't do that. If somebody asks me to do that, the answer's no. Do you remember that movie years ago? Oh, who was in it? Uh, Demi Moore, I think, was in it. Was it? Oh, I can't remember who else was in it now. Anyway, she was offered a million pounds to sleep with this older rich guy. And then there was this disagreement between her and her, was it her boyfriend, fiance, husband? Anyway, so that's one of those questions, isn't it? Would you sleep with somebody for a million pounds? I have to say no. (laughs) That one wouldn't do for me at all. Where are your lines in the sand? So start thinking about what are your boundaries? What's a step too far for you? Another useful one is to think about your motivations. Now, this is another one where it's useful to think back through the past and to start to understand what it is that motivates you now. So what is it from your past that motivates you now to do things the way you do it? So I'm motivated to be bloody minded because of some things that my parents said to me when I was younger and because of my form teacher on our very last day in school, when we, the rest of the, our schooling after that was our exams. And she went along the line saying something nice to everybody in the class. Now, I was pretty close to the end of the line. My surname then began with an S and I was really close to the end of the line. And when she got to me, she put her hand out to shake my hand like she had everybody else's, then immediately raised it, moved it away from me, turned her head away from me and said, well, you'll make nothing of your life and moved on to the next person. Thanks, Mrs. Burns. You've been part of making me bloody minded. (laughs) So one of my motivations is I'll show you. And that's been the same with my parents. So I failed one part of my first course that I went away when I went to do my degree. I, I failed one part, but it was a crucial part. And you had to pass that in order to carry on. But actually, it wasn't entirely my fault because my parents chose my subject for me and it wasn't the right subject. Now, what then happened was I went to a subject that I did want to do, public administration, and they were prepared to trust that I could actually do it based on all my other results. The thing that I failed, by the way, was something called calculus. And so it wasn't the right subject for me. So public admin was much more suited to me. But my parents' comment was, we could have been a four-degree family. Now we'll have to be a three-degree family. Ka-ching, here comes the bloody-mindedness. I was right there saying, do you know what? I'll show you. And I came out with a 2-1 and I'm proud of my degree. So what motivates you? What are the things that happened in the past that motivate you into being the person that you are today? I'm going to give you one more thing to play with. I know you're like me, that you have an inner critic. Don't deny it. I know you have your own inner critic too. Next time your inner critic gets going, I want you to listen to what the inner critic is saying. Don't judge it. Don't tell it to stop talking. Simply listen and note down what your inner critic is saying to you. Then I want you to think about, remember a time when you were younger and your inner critic said that to you. Now, younger could be 25, 15, 10. It doesn't matter what age, 
But remember a time when your inner critic said this to you when you were younger. What was happening then? What was going on? So these questions really help us to start delving deeper into who am I? When we can start to understand who we are and playing around with writing short stories of those moments, those memories that we get, remembering when this first happened, remembering when this happened in the past, remembering a time when we were triggered in this way, remembering a time that may have created the motivation we've got today, write a short story about those. That will then help you to understand that question, who am I? For yourself, in terms of when you're querying your manuscript, for yourself when you're doing the work on your creative nonfiction, but also for yourself in terms of understanding what it is that you're writing about the characters you're working with. And you may find this exercise strengthens your characterizations. So there we go. I really do hope that's helped you today. If it's helped you, but in a way where you're feeling as though you've got even more questions that you want to work through and you don't feel that you could do this on your own, then please do get in touch. I do coach writers around mindset and around this kind of work, around going back into the past to understand more about ourselves. So just go to zoerichards.co.uk forward slash what next. I'll put that into the show notes, but it's zoerichards.co.uk forward slash what next and click on the coaching option if you would like to work with me so that you can go into more detail in that. If you have enjoyed this episode, please share it with others. And it would be great if you would rate and leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you're listening to your podcasts so that other people know that it's worth their while coming along and listening to Write Damn It. For the show notes for this episode, go to zoerichards.co.uk forward slash 28. Okay, I'll leave you to it. Happy writing. May the words flow for you and I'll see you on the next episode.